it's Jodie Shield and I'm a well-being author, international speaker and success coach and this is my new podcast series called She's Electric. In the series I'm meeting incredibly talented trailblazing female leaders and you're going to hear everything from their career milestones to the worst problems that they've faced in their road for success. The aim is to get you switched on, turned on, and inspire you to live your best life. So in this episode, I am talking to the gorgeous pint-sized PT, Alice Living. If you don't know Alice, she is an amazing health and well-being influencer. She's a best-selling author and a personal trainer. Using her own experience of transforming her own lifestyle, Alice has inspired a shift in the modern-day consumer's attitude to healthy eating and exercise. Alice's genuine message and passion has seen her build an audience of over 600,000 followers and release three books, The Body Bible, Eat Well Every Day, and Everyday Fitness. She has a huge global reach and has worked with amazing brands like Primark, River Island, Sweaty Betty, and Samsung. So I hope you enjoy the next half an hour or so. And then if you do, do not forget to subscribe. Please rate and comment in the relevant sections of your podcast app. And remember to check out the show notes and learn more about me on my website, www.jodyshield.co.uk. So have a listen, get inspired and be electric. I am sitting in the most beautiful flat in Fulham. The sun is shining and I'm with my lovely guest, Alice Living. Um, it's very appropriate that the sun is shining because I always thought of Alice as a real bright ray of sunshine. <laughs> Every time <laughs> I see you um, out in the ether somewhere, I just see so much sunshine coming out of your face. And the truth is that I've been really drawn into your gorgeous energy since I've met you. I am like this moth to a flame, right? When I see someone with just this radiance that oozes out and positivity and everything that you stand for, I'm literally like, right, where can I meet her? I need to meet her, where is she? What I was just talking to Alice about before we, we press record is for me, I just love the timing of this chat and, and why we're here today because uh, Alice, she's gonna talk a little bit about her journey in a moment, but what Alice has just done is she's gone through what I like to call an evolution, mm-hmm. a brand evolution. <laughs> and she has stepped into this beautiful uh and I'm gonna say it's a channel so those of you that follow me know that when I mean channel it's like you're standing in your your identity yourself you're owning yourself you're Mm. owning your power you're owning your light you're owning your radiance Mm. and you have done that for many years but there's there's a difference you stepped into this like space Mm. and you have what I like to say you sat in your seat and what that means for those that you don't that don't know and you Alice is you're, you're embodying your body, you're in your hips and your pelvis, mm-hmm. you're there. Mm-hmm. So, without further ado... It, it feels so weird to hear you say that, because, <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe to the outside world, I seem like I've got my shit together, but, God, some days it does not feel that way, so I'm very pleased that it looks like that from the exterior. <laughs> I just thought it would be a really lovely idea. Alice is obviously a very busy lady right now, and uh, I would like to support Alice just in a couple of moments and you can all join us as well just by um, really tuning into ourselves Mm -hmm. and you know my 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 invitation is is so often like what are you thinking and feeling right now so let's um 
I'd like, is that okay with you? I'd love to. I'd like you to close your eyes mm -hmm. and place one hand on the heart center. So in the middle of the heart here, in the middle of the chest, in the middle mm -hmm. of your breasts. Mm -hmm. Place one hand here, close your eyes and just take a really nice deep breath in. And release. And as you are connected to the heart here and as you've got your eyes closed, just know that you're right now connecting to your center. This is the center of you, the essence of you. This is where your truth comes from. And what I love about you, as well as everything else I've just mentioned, is your honesty, your transparency, your authenticity, and that is what makes you you, and that's what makes you such a star in my mind and other people's. So when you're breathing into your heart, just know that that is your essence. And it's a great way of getting out of our mind and into our body, into our body. Let's take one final nice deep breath into your heart for me. And then relax with a big ah, breath. And then come back into the room when you're ready. How do you feel? Lovely. Do you know, it's, it, it's one of those funny things that like, there's so many times when I know I should just stop and breathe, but it seems like the most difficult thing to do. And then when you actually do it, it's like, Oh, this feels so lovely. <laughs> this is so nice. Why don't I do this more often? I should breathe more. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's one of those things I, I need to prioritise more. Mm. Definitely. Because that felt lovely, mm. of course. Amazing. Mm. Thank you. So um, we are sitting in your beautiful living room <laughs> looking at a gigantuous <laughs> poster <laughs> of you so on the cover of Women's Health. And I remember when I walked in Sainsbury's, my local Sainsbury's, and I saw you, and Amy had just said, oh, we, we're happy. we just popped it at Alice for the cover, and she's amazing, la, la, and the shots are amazing. And I saw it, and I was like, yay! Uh -huh. Yay to you both. Yay to Amy, yeah. yay to you. Um, so tell us a little bit about why that's there, and where, where's it going? Well, um, so, yeah, women's health. Do you know what? It was a funny thing. So I um, wasn't supposed to do the cover. I was, you know, I did one about two, I think it was two years ago, or, you know, a year ago now. Yeah. And thought, yeah, that's it. Like, box ticked, amazing achievement. Like, couldn't be more grateful, but never thought it would happen again. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was training the editor of Women's Health, Claire Sanderson, and um lovely you know Courtney Kardashian or our best mate <laughs> I say it like she I know her really well but Courtney Kardashian was due to be um on the cover and unfortunately something um you know diaries um clashed and she had to pull out last minute uh and Claire came to our session she was like god who am I going to put on the cover I don't know what to do I've got this issue and um at the time, we were just working on um, my women's health training app, which was um, something that we'd spoken about doing for a long time. Um, I wrote a monthly column for the magazine, and we wanted to kind of bring it all together um, in a training app that would be um, mimicking the 12-week program that I took Claire through for the transformation issue. And um, so we were chatting about the, the app and sort of what we were doing and stuff. And then she was like, well, why don't we launch it and put you on the cover? And I was like... Um, okay then <laughs> and suddenly in a few weeks time I was then therefore due to shoot the the cover and there it happened and it's one of those things you know like um, I love how spiritual you are and how, how you know it just literally shines out of you that kind of that higher energy and I feel sometimes I'm not on that level um, all of the time but sometimes I do feel like everything happens for a reason mm. and I so believe in that and I just think it was one of those amazing opportunities where I was literally just in the right place at the right time mm. and grabbed that opportunity mm. with both hands mm. there was nothing you know it's not to say that there weren't a million other women amazing women sorry that could have been on the cover but I was just there and mm. it was one of those things that was like yep perfect do it mm. so yeah that's how that came about <laughs> 
I love that and I love how you kind of just say that it's like you know everything happens at the right time and mm. it's one of those things mm. because I'm so vibing off that yeah you know. definitely so it's just so funny to look at you it's, it's amazing but even like my whole journey mm. from when I started there were so many other people doing it but it just so happened that mm. you know and I don't think I'm in it like I think that's really important is that what I was doing wasn't anything special or new or original mm. but I just happened to be in the right place at the right time and I'm so grateful for that but mm. You know, there's no magic secret. I think sometimes life is about luck and about being in the right place at the right time. It might look to everyone else like I'm owning what I'm doing right now. And sometimes I do feel like that. Sometimes I think I sit at home, you know, I always have that little bit of reflection after a great day. And I was speaking to my boyfriend about this today that sometimes when we're really, really busy, they're the best days when you come home and you feel exhausted, but it's a good you know, you, you feel like, oh God, what I've accomplished so much today. Mm. And you kind of reflect. And I do have some days where I sit and I go, you know what, I really nailed everything I'm doing today. I really smashed my meetings. I had great clients. I did this, I did that. And I felt really in control of everything. And it feels amazing. And mm. wouldn't anyone want to finish a day feeling like that? Mm. However, that is not a permanent feeling. Mm. And I would say I'm going through a stage right now where I'm st- I really still feel like I'm finding myself. Mm-hmm. I have days of like total panic that I have no idea where my life is going, what I'm doing, am I be am I doing the right thing? You know, should I be doing other things? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Um comparison is something that I suffer from all the time. Mm. And I think that's the nature of social media, but it's also the nature of how my career has evolved is that there are people that I'm very competitive with that are also in my friendship circle. Mm. There are people that I'm competitive with that, you know, I adore and I would hate to think of them as competition, but you kind of just naturally do become that way. Mm. And it's really difficult. And I find, you know, that for that reason, I have days where I can come home and sit and cry my mm. eyes out. And, be, mm. and I'm totally honest about that. And, you know, I think more recently I've tried to be very open about my own mental health and my own, you know emotions and feelings because I think sometimes I worry that everyone sees me or sees my whole journey and my whole thing as being you know totally unblemished and just perfect and happy all the time and always smiling because that's not always the case Mm. and I'd rather be far more transparent with everything that I do and be a little bit more emotionally open um and you know sometimes that means that people get a bit funny and they're like why are you why are you like almost oversharing syndrome you know like just telling everyone everything but actually on the whole what's been the best feedback has just been people being like thank god you're not perfect mm. because none of us are mm. and it's so amazing to hear that you know you have days no matter how successful you are you are just as entitled to feel down and depressed and sad and anxious and all of these things as the next person Mm. and I definitely think and I I work with a lot of really successful women mainly as a PT Mm -hmm. and um I hear so many stories of like you know how people are feeling within those sessions I say it it, I I train them just as much as I counsel them you know it's like a it is a full-on counseling session yeah and a lot of the successful women what they struggle with most and I can see this in myself as well is giving yourself permission to feel like crap Mm. because we think and everyone tells us that we are so successful and we're doing such amazing things and we're doing you know all of these wonderful jobs and succeeding in so many ways that we shouldn't feel entitled to feel sad Mm. or to feel Mm. down or to feel a little bit like things aren't going great Mm. and actually 
what I try and tell them, and, and I should heed my own advice, <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that we are just as, just as entitled to feel that. You know, no matter how successful mm. you are, mm. no matter how many things you've got going for you, you'll have days where you literally just want to sit and cry mm. and eat ice cream out of a tub, mm. which I do do. But, you know, it happens. Tell me a little bit about where you're from, like, how, you know, I know your story because mm. I stalked you a little bit before here, <laughs> just to know more, um, but why are you doing what you're doing? How did you end up here? Yeah, so, oh gosh, long story, so I'm going to try and keep it relatively short, but, um, so I grew up um, just outside of London, I was really happy kid, like, yeah, like, nothing to complain about, I was in sick form and I was going to study um, history at Southampton. And then I decided that like my kind of hobby that I'd done my whole life, which was dancing, singing, performing, um, it wasn't just a hobby and it was something that I actually was genuinely serious about doing as a career. Mm. Um, and I was about three weeks away from going to university when I went out for dinner with my parents and was like, I can't do this, I can't go. Mm. Um, and ended up taking a gap year um, working to save money to pay for my um, auditions and to um, pay for extra training so that I could audition to get into theatre school. And then um, spent that year then, um, yes, yeah, so I worked as a nanny and did all sorts of fun jobs. I worked as a kind of like filer at a pharmaceutical company. I wow. did, you know, all, all the fun things. Yeah. Um, and then... Keeps us grounded though, all those things. Oh God, like yeah. I'm, I'm so glad I did yeah. that job. It was amazing in yeah. some ways. Mm. Um, yeah, and then auditioned for a number of places, didn't get in anywhere except for one place called Bird College mm. and um, it was a really strong dance college and it had a really good reputation and I got in by the skin of my teeth by the way, mm-hmm. I was not the most talented mm. um, but I had an absolute passion for what I wanted to do and I think that kind of sailed me through mm. um, and went away to train um, and you know bought all the kit, got there on the first day thinking this is going to be amazing, I'm going to basically be singing all my favourite musicals all day every day <laughs> and had a massive wake up call on the first day because I was in a room with just what felt like to me tall, beautiful, thin girls mm. and there I was like five foot one, short legs, no idea how to even like tap dance, I think that's one of the most, of the most humiliating things was I danced and I'd done a lot of dancing, but it did look like more modern and jazz and ballet. Mm. Never done tap. And then on the first day, we were t- like, um, and in the first week, we were put into our like set. So you were streamed and you had to perform like in every class in front of people so that they could assess what set you were going to go into. Wow. And so I put on my brand new tap shoes and was in a room full of like really amazing dancers. And we had to do, I don't know if any dancers are listening, but like shuffle pickup changes from the corner. I which is, to do that. Yeah, it's quite <laughs> a hard tap, tap move, like if you've never tapped before. And I just remember dying, in, like, absolutely dying inside and just thinking, I'm just going to have to wing this. And going to the, going like... Be Can all, you give us a demo now? Like, oh my God. So you is it, it was it what was no so yeah. shuffle finger changes so you drop just and then you have to oh move yeah the I that. yeah so you yeah. have to like drop onto the leg and at the same time pick up as you're doing that God, I, that's I, really it's like such a mind oh it's it? awful and like I was watching intently all of these like all my my fellow peers go across the room perfectly <laughs> and getting every single beat in and there I was just thinking. Oh. 
I'm never going to be able to do this. But thankfully, and this is something that actually saved me, was like, I'm so glad I did this at the time. I just went up to so the teacher, Mr. French, who was actually one of my favourite teachers, and he was head of musical theatre. Mm. I went up to him and I said, um, Mr. French, I'm really sorry. I've, I've never actually tapped for it. He was like, just go for it, darling. <laughs> just do just it. go for it. And I thought, okay, I will. And there I was. And I probably looked so stupid, but I just tried my damned hardest to get across the room. And I think that is, I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet, but that's my biggest inner quality that I like about myself is I just... I just go for, like, mm. sometimes you've just got to, no matter how stupid you look, <laughs> no matter how much you probably will embarrass yourself, you mm. sometimes just have to do things mm. and just get it done. Mm. And um, so I did. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so yeah, so my first year I loved. Um, but uh, throughout the year developed, what I would say is just really unhealthy um, eating habits and a relationship with food and mm. a very, very strong dislike for my body Mm. and you know I spent day in day out in a leotard and pink ballet tights in a in a room having to stare in a mirror at girls that were very different to me Mm. physique wise Mm. and I found that so challenging to start with and just god I remember ringing my mom after like probably week five Mm. and just being like I want to come home and crying my eyes out Mm. and my mom being like no you are not a quitter you need to go back in there and like my mom is literally my biggest cheerleader if you've seen her on Instagram she is um she's a bit of an Instagram fiend do you get your spirit from her then your fighting spirit from her do you think probably yeah my mom is feisty yeah yeah you talk about your mom a lot which I just love yeah close to my mom as well yeah Mm. and do you know what like we are really close we're also we bicker and we fight like anything else but Mm. it's because we're so similar (laughs) and we are the same person so sometimes it's like the worst thing but no I I I love her to bits but um Mm. so yeah she was like you must go back but so throughout that year like I said developed quite a disordered way of eating I fell into that very much and I'm sure we can all relate that kind of binge restrict cycle of feeling like I needed to completely restrict what I was eating, my studies suffering, and then going out on a weekend and having Domino's and ice cream and just going hell for leather with my food because I was like, oh, you know, I've eaten one in the week, so Mm. therefore I can eat whatever I want on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I just ended up in, like, a really unhappy place. I don't necessarily think I was depressed, but I just was like... I don't think I can carry... I, I think you sometimes have that realisation where you're like, something has to change because I cannot go on like mm. this anymore. Mm-hmm. And Were it, you having physical symptoms? Just, yeah, but not realising. Like, mm. my cognitive functioning, it, it, you know, it was one of the really obvious things was that I really struggled to pick up dance routines in, in class. I would yeah. always be at the back and I was always really struggling to pick things up. Mm. And I kind of was like, why am I so slow at picking stuff up? And it was just because I was so... Un- I was under eating like during when I really needed to eat Mm. and then going the other way when Mm. I really didn't need to Mm -hmm. um so I started my Instagram just to kind of have more of a food diary I'd followed every single diet going or what felt like by the time I'd reached this stage Mm. and I knew that I didn't want to diet anymore I was like god none of these have worked what was the worst thing that you tried Oh god, I did everything. I did special K, which was just yeah, I did horrific. That. I did that. I mean, like whoever thought that that was a nutritious <laughs> diet was just yeah. yeah. Special K. I did the Dukan diet. Yeah. I did. Um, god, I can't remember like zero carbs, yeah. but then just you know felt awful. It just everything. Tried a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and so. I knew that I didn't want to do that. And I'd started using Instagram to follow a few people that were kind of doing a similar thing. And I thought, you know what, this is a quite a good idea. Maybe I can 
start using it as a way of just tracking what I was eating and having a bit of a better relationship with food more than anything, mm. like enjoying making food rather mm. than seeing it as like the ultimate kind of chore or that, you know, I hated food. Yeah. And so I started to post just literally pictures of food. There was, my, my face was anonymous and actually it was for the first like month called Clean Eating Student. I didn't even have my oh, name really? on it. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so I didn't even want anyone to know that it was me that was doing it. Yeah. I just wanted an outlet for what I felt like was something that I really needed to do. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, honestly, it just went a little bit crazy. Mm. You know, it was a, probably about six months of consistently posting like once or twice a day. Mm. But I'd slowly started engaging with other people that were doing similar things, getting a little bit more inspiration, refining what I was doing, Mm -hmm. and really, like, loving it. I was Mm -hmm. loving cooking. Mm -hmm. I would look forward to getting home and making a a meal. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting into the gym and training and kind of those two things together. Mm -hmm. I saw not only a change in my physique, yes, admittedly I did, but also how I felt, my confidence, like everything improved mm. and it was like god i'm really onto something here mm. and when you put that in your instagram post that mm. energy goes out there mm. people are just going to come and connect with that well i felt like that mm. i felt like people really thought you know what she is finding ha- like a, a happy place there yeah. and, and i was trying to say that like you know i wasn't doing anything crazy i never cut anything out i never you know restricted any anything from my diet i just was finding a happy place mm. with food with exercise and actually found it way simpler than sticking to a diet which yeah. is crazy yeah but um yeah and so fast forward three years I um, was offered a book deal after about a year and a half about 18 months of, of blogging when I was had about 100 100 something thousand followers mm. I was approached by Harper Collins to, to write a book mm. um how did that feel oh god I'm, like it's very surreal yeah actually more to the story I was so I ended up and this is going to sound like really um cheesy but I had such a turnaround at college from being like totally the worst and I would and anyone of my peers will admit that I was pretty crap when I went (laughs) when I started college to being one of the first people to get a job when I left amazing due to honestly I can only put it down to the fact that I was in such a happy place that when I went to auditions and when I went to the audition that I got the job for Mm. I just walked in and thought I'm just going to go for it I'm just going to go for it and do you know what I had to do in the first round of the audition tap 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 tap. I was like oh my god I'm just going to go for it and I got the job yeah and so I got the job for a year's touring in Annie the Musical wow and I was first cover for Grace Farrell as well which was really cool amazing so um so yeah so went away and I was in um Southampton and I was in the Mayflower Theatre which is actually a really lovely Mm theatre um and got a call from my um from an agent that I signed with up you know about a month before who Mm -hmm. was going to help me manage my Instagram and stuff yeah and she was like yeah they've um they've offered you a book deal they've offered you a two book deal um for you know a really amazing opportunity and Mm. I just went, oh my God. And I remember crying in the dressing room. <laughs> I shared a dressing room with two girls who I just, were, were like my sisters for yeah, the year. Yeah. One of them was like a 50-year-old woman and the other was Sinead, my best, like she's an amazing girl. Yeah. Um, but just crying in front of them and being like, oh my God, can you believe it? But um, then the stress came and it was like, actually now I need to write a book. Yeah. And I know you'll know this. It's really tough. It's, it's like the most 
draining and um, yeah yeah it's stressful to say the least and whilst doing eight to ten shows a week touring in a different city every week it was a lot and um i probably the closest i've been to having a bit of a breakdown Mm. but you know i did it and Mm. um and now god yeah fast forward i finished tour i had qualified as a pt um before Mm. i then started working as a pt Mm. and i just kind of go from that we constantly try and like change ourselves all the time and we're trying to we're almost trying on loads of different hats until we find one that fits Mm. um and i don't don't get me wrong i've been there like you should have seen my teenage years i was like a a massive chav at one point (laughs) and then i was like an emo and then i was really posh and i decided that i was going to be a really posh person like i went through i transitioned through so many different phases as a kid yeah yeah and i think i was just trying to really find myself and i think Mm. we all go through that but like you chameleon your way through your teenage years until you finally like flourish Mm. and you're like this is me and this Mm. is who I am Mm. except for me I don't think I really found that until literally maybe like two years ago when I was like okay I really think this is actually who I am because I wasn't trying to be anything then yeah do you know what I mean like I'd always been trying to be something trying to be this person or that person or trying to wear a different hat each each time yeah and then suddenly I was like actually I'm just I'm just gonna be and be me I'm Alice and then you know, then it didn't really feel like I was trying anything. Yeah. So I was just like, this is me. <laughs> but yeah, that, I think that's definitely my biggest lesson. I love that. Um, just on that, one kind of affirmation or phrase or group of words that you say, that, that one says or that mm. I say sometimes that is about self-acceptance, which mm. is exactly what you're saying is, I am that I am. Mm. And basically, it might sound a little bit woo-woo, but basically, for me, whatever you say after the words I am starts to create the energy of it. So mm-hmm. if you said, I am excited, yeah. you start to feel excited. Yeah. I am happy, you start to feel happy. I am that I am, you're saying, I accept who I am in this mm. moment. And I just think that summarizes so what lovely. you just said. Yeah, 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 I um, love that. I love what you said too. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so beautiful. Um, you've alluded to uh, low points and look we all have mm. them many mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. you know sometimes many times a day mm. but just describe a, a particularly low point you've had this year and how you've overcome it if you don't mind yeah I mean lots of low points um I I think to be quite honest they happen when I'm least expecting them mm. things could be going really really well you know mm. I, I definitely know that one of them was after the um, women's health cover came out and I had so much going on and I think my Primark had come out at the same time and you know I had so many things that were amazing mm. that were going on and I was so grateful for mm. but I just remember feeling pulled in a million directions and losing my ownership of what I was doing Ooh, because I felt like there were so many cooks and so many things going on and I was working really really hard um, and I lost kind of like focus mm. and just I just and I think that's definitely something I have noticed is a is a like recurring thing is when I don't feel in control when I feel like I'm being pulled too much in too many directions and people are wanting too much of me um I feel really I find that really really hard mm. and I will just shut down mm. and you know I find I'm quite and this is one of the things that I, I think is, I love living by myself, but mm. it's also a hindrance sometimes because I can just shut myself away mm-hmm. and I can not speak to people 
and hold myself up in here without having to even interact with anyone. Mm. Um, and I think that's quite a bad place. And I know that I've done that a couple of times and just been like, what are you doing? Um, thankfully, I have a really persistent mother who will just <laughs> ring and ring and ring until I pick up or leave mm. me like a million voice na- voicemails. Mm. Also, my boyfriend, like Patrick is one of the best things to happen to me, hands down. Mm. Um, and we've been together for 18 months now. And I definitely know that since he came onto the scene, um, he has been such a good influence on me mm. and going out more, socialising with friends, mm. like not staying in when you feel a bit low, but yeah. actually instead being around people, being around real people yeah. and friends and, and doing all of those things. Like he's so good for that. And um, How do you guys meet? On a dating app. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Which on a one? dating app. Um, happen. Mm. So yeah, so we met on there. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, he's um he's such a good influence on me, um, and I'm very grateful for him. Well, thank you so much for just being sharing your wisdom, sharing you, and just being a part of this podcast. Um, you've given us so many amazing food for thoughts and words of wisdom and um, all of the rest. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Jodie. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So that was the beautiful Alice Living. She has such a lovely voice. I love her voice. And she really, really makes me smile. Here's a quick recap on what she shared. It's totally possible to find a happy place with food and exercise, even though it's hard at times. She's really, really great at being honest, transparent and open on social media. And she shares the journey that she's had her own self with this. She shared the importance of giving yourself permission to feel sad down and eat a tub of ice cream. Thank you very much, Alice. And her biggest lesson in terms of how she's found her real self. Juicy stuff. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode of She's Electric. Please do remember to share it with your friends, subscribe, rate and review the podcast. And I'm going to be back next time with another incredible electric woman. (music) 